everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I am so jazzed to have Keith Rosen joining me here today. He's president of Profit Builders LLC. It's a coaching firm recently named one of the top nine best training firms in the country uh, by Software Sales Journal. And as well as Keith being an incredible speaker, he is uh, an executive sales coach and he coaches people at the top to get their act together. No, he wouldn't say that. That's me. <laughs> no, I actually coach the people at the top to do that. But, you know, Keith is joining us here today, Master Certified Coach. He provides both customized and one-on-one team sales coaching. I hope all of the Dr. Pat Show salespeople are listening to the show today. He's joining us here today to help us rev it up. As we say, we're busting out of the gate in 2008 and Keith is joining us to help everyone do that. Hi, Keith. Welcome to the show. Well, you know, i got to ask you the question that I ask everybody, because you know what? You're a very successful man. Thank you. You're very successful. And, you know, one of the things I learned early on in my career, and I want our listeners to really tap into is, you know, uh, Catherine Ponder said it best. If you want to be successful in your life, put yourself around successful people. If you want to be a failure in your life, hang around with people that are failing. It kind of just works like that. But given what you've built, Keith, and given the countless people that you help, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the obstacles that you personally, Keith, had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Well, looking back, and, and I, maybe I, I, I was one of those early entrepreneurs, and I think one of the things being a, a young entrepreneur, you're always faced with the age barrier. And here I was after owning several successful businesses out there on my own, and my goal was to get out there and, and affect as many people in a positive way as possible. So I'm speaking to people that are sometimes two, three times my age. Uh, so, of course, the big question was, well, Keith, you know, your, your information sounds great, and your, your, your theories and strategies seem to be effective, but, uh, you know, my, my kids are younger than you. So, so I, I think initially right out of the gate, Pat, it was probably an age barrier that I had to overcome, and, and I think now that I'm an old man, that somehow managed to just dissipate. So... <laughs> I love that. You know, I I love that you talk about that because I remember a time where, you know, you go into a corporation, you go into a job and they, you know, they don't really say this to your face, but it's this idea of how can you, how can you be a team? How can you lead the team? You're like 24 years old. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, wait a minute. You know, look at some of the quarterbacks leading these teams. But, you know, the question is, how do we get people to the place or how do we invite them? Uh, to get to this place where they understand that they can live an awesome life. And, you know, sometimes we do need the help of a coach. But the question, I think, is what's going on in the coaching world today? Well, and and just to end that last part, you know, wisdom is uh, the result of experience, not just age, right, Pat? Now, in terms of what's going on in the coaching profession today, unfortunately, I, I wish I could say more positive. I just don't like what I see. And it's really from two perspectives. Okay. Uh, I think first and foremost, uh, there are a lot of people out there that, that see coaching as a potential and promising profession for them in terms of that next step, whether they're just starting out, whether they have a, 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 mid, a mid-career change, or even for retirement. They're looking at, at coaching as a way to not only create a lifestyle for themselves, but also a way to continually add value in other people's lives and in businesses. And I think there's this misnomer, and it's probably coming from a lot of the the coach, the so-called coach training programs that are out there. Yeah. And what, what they say is, you can coach anyone. 
Well, that's not really entirely true. No, it's I guess, not. I guess on a top level, you could coach someone, but we need to qualify that and say, can you coach everyone effectively? Can you coach everyone successfully? So there are a couple of, of, of guidelines that I are near and dear to my heart that I adhere to throughout my life uh, that I'll share with you. I think the first thing is, is people are hiring a coach because the coach has what the client wants. So if you're looking to get to that next level of success, whether you're a manager or a leader or a business owner, or you're looking to amass a certain amount of wealth financially, spiritually, emotionally, or in relationships, you need to make sure that the person you're working with, that coach, has already been there and done that, and they can model that which you want to achieve yourself. So... I mean, let me ask you about that. You know, it's, it's kind of like this, isn't it? Uh, if you had $500,000 to invest, would you, in, would you invest it with a firm that hasn't demonstrated that they can show success in their own personal lives as well as in their clients? Exactly. And, and after all, and I see this only from people coming to me and reporting on some lousy experiences they're having with other coaches. Yeah. Now, now, granted, yes, you can go get certified. I'm a master certified coach. I would tell anyone to go and get certified because at the end of the day, coaching is not just a shingle that you hang. Right. It's, it's a competency. It's a discipline that needs to be nurtured, developed over time. Just like, hey, I wish I can go out tomorrow and say I'm a scratch golfer. But that's not happening without a lot of practice and a lot of coaching from another expert coach who I would hire. So... What I find is that if you look at the true coaching model, you know, coaching is not about giving the answer. And I think that's, that's what these, these training companies are saying. You can coach anyone because you don't need the answer. You, you could just ask them better questions. And, and through the art of inquiry and through this process of inquiry and investigation, the client will come up with the answers on their own. And while that is a, that's a true model of coaching, what I find is, though, Clients are not just looking for just a coach. People need the answer sometimes, especially if they've never done it before. So if, if you're looking to hire a coach, say, for example, around building your business, and more specifically, you're looking to attract and develop a world-class team, and you've never interviewed someone before, you've never hired someone before, you have no idea how to read a resume and look for the red flags, and here you are, you're working with this coach, and the question you ask that coach is, listen, coach, I need to start hiring people. I've never done it before. I really need some help. What, what should I be doing? What should I be looking for? What's the first thing I need to be uh, attacking in terms of reaching this goal? Well, if the coach turns and says, well, uh, what do you think the first thing you need to do is? You know, it's only going to be a matter of time till that client's going to want to reach to the phone, strangle the coach, and say, if I had the answer, I wouldn't be asking you right now. Absolutely, and the clock is ticking. Exactly. The clock is ticking. Yeah. Sometimes people just need the answer. So what I find is there's a hybrid coach that's emerging, and I think this is the type of coach that's going to, to, to reign tried and true for years to come as the others just can't make it. And that's the coach that not only can walk their talk, but has experienced what the client has experienced and has the business acumen uh, as well as their ability to coach, which will be that hybrid solution as a trainer, consultant, advisor, and as well as a coach. I totally agree with you. You know, I've started uh, a media coaching arm of what we do because I see 
so many people on radio right now that either have books or have a message and are totally out of their element behind the microphone. And that can be changed. And the question I think that you're raising is, would you hire someone that A, has never been on radio or has not had successful clients to coach you to take your message out to hundreds of thousands of people, you wouldn't. So I think what you're raising is a question around that everybody out there listening should pay attention to. So are you suggesting, Keith, that we it is really okay to kind of interview your coach? Not only do I think it's okay, I strongly implore and suggest that if you're going to hire a coach, speak with three or four coaches. Ask them the right questions. Find out what their experience is. Find out what their background is. Make sure you get references, not just their, their greatest three references that they can, can come up with, but maybe the, the, the last three current client engagements. To me, that's going to be more of an objective uh, reference than a subjective reference. And, and I think that at the end of the day, you need to connect with that person. You need to feel like, wait a second, this, this person I feel can really help me. I feel connected with this person. I think they get me. I think they understand I mean, I, and, I, and I, I'm excited about building a relationship with them over time. So you know, it goes back to what we were saying before, what makes the greatest coaches. You can't take someone where you haven't been yourself. Oh, hallelujah for that. You know, <laughs> I, I love what you're talking about, Keith. And one of the things I know that you do address, and this is near and dear to my heart, I think I'm going to bring you back just to talk, do a full hour on this particular question. And that has to do with what's going on in organizations in terms of leadership, in terms of managers. I mean, you know, there's some level that some people say we've actually lost the discipline of, quote, supervising, and yet we're asking employees to take the burden of their entire career and their their pensions, uh, you know, at, at hand. What is going on in organizations? Well, I, there's so many things. It's, it's just an exciting time for business today. And, and I see over the years companies changing. Of course, technology is having such a profound effect on how companies build themselves, more specifically on how they build their teams as well as their sales teams. The whole sales 2.0 model of how technology is being infused with the sales process today and how it's affecting how companies sell and connect with their customers is changing the way and directing a new path of how companies need to sell and connect with their prospects as well as their customers for the long term. So what's really going on is twofold. You have, you have this evolution of technology, which is affecting how we do business today, and then we have the evolution of thought which is affecting how managers manage their people today. Hey, look at how companies are building more and more virtual sales teams. You know, they, there are managers that I speak with that say, Keith, I hired this person. I've been working them for a year. Never met him face to face. I've never shaken this person's hand, never looked them right in the eye. So a lot of times these companies, because of technology and the ability to sell remotely, are hiring people remotely as well. So then how do you manage that virtual sales team? Once again, the, the, only, the only constant is change. So if, if the way we are hiring and building our company changes, then we have to look and say, wait a second, the way I'm managing needs to change as well. Well, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be back with uh, Keith, who's, I have to say, Keith Rosen joining me here today. We're like fired up right now. When we come back, we're talking to Keith about what does it mean to be a successful salesperson? What does this mean in terms of the era that we live in? And more importantly, how do we know what a successful salesperson is and if 
they can actually deliver. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Same old shoes. Some habits that you just can't participate in a divine awakening transmission with Lori Grant, Kahuna Ho'okahi, where you'll have the opportunity to experience your true divine essence. Stop living the pain of separation and be in the bliss of oneness. Join Lori and attend her Infinite Oneness Enlightenment Seminar on February 29th through March 2nd. Visit onenessnonduality.com or call 808-394-2464. From a place of special energy, the Sedona tools are specially crafted to work with the disruptive emotional energies of traumatic experience. You can release and resolve the past, move gracefully through the present, and attract the future you wish with power that's already yours, your intent, and creative visualization. Now work with the right tools. Visit thesedonatools.com. Louise Hay has shown millions of people how to heal their lives. You can be next. Now, Louise's inspirational life story is captured in the new You Can Heal Your Life, the movie. This loving portrait of Louise and the impact of her life work features guest appearances by Wayne Dyer, Cheryl Richardson, Doreen Virtue, and more. See the movie that's changing lives, now available on DVD. To watch a free preview, visit www.youcanhealyourlifemovie.com. Can you work in harmony and prosper with the universe? Find out each week on the radio show, Cosmic Connections with Madeline. Brought to you by the Dr. Pat Show. Every Friday at 10 a.m. on KKNW 1150. Internationally known astrologer Madeline Gerwick brings you tips, tools, and answers to your questions. Check the show topics at PolarisBusinessGuides.com. That's PolarisBusinessGuides.com. Tune in Fridays at 10 a.m. to Cosmic Connections with Madeline. So you can prosper with the universe. Would you like to receive a weekly email telling you about personal growth events and resources in the Puget Sound region? This service is now available compliments of New Spirit Journal, the locally owned and operated newspaper that brings you a wealth of inspirational information every month. Go to NewSpiritJournal.com and click on Earl. That's events and resource listings, but you can call it Earl. New Spirit Journal has been providing inspirational news and information for almost three years. Visit NewSpiritJournal.com. Do you or a loved one have chronic pain? ABC Health Solutions introduces Ferroblock, a fabric that relieves chronic pain with no side effects. Ferroblock's unique construction of micro-thin stainless steel and nylon interrupts EMFs, or high-frequency waves, from damaging our cells, causing inflammation and pain. Call 253-631-8270 or visit abchealthsolutions.biz to see a short video regarding Ferroblock. That's abchealthsolutions.biz. There's nothing else like it on the dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Keith Rosen joining me here today. We're going to have to have him back to have a, an in-depth conversation about some of these other topics, especially the leadership uh, conversation, because that's a, very important to me. You know, Keith, I want to thank you for joining the show today. I mean, you... You work with countless people and organizations. I mean, people put their livelihood in your hands, and they say, okay, Keith, make it work for me. Uh, I know you've got a new book coming out. I know you've got a website. Before we address 
the issue of sales and that question and uh, that comment I made, let's give folks your website and, and let people know about the book. Sure. The, the book is called Coaching Salespeople into Sales Champions. It's coming out uh, in March, the third week in March. You can actually pre-order it now on Amazon.com. You can check it out on my website at ProfitBuilders.com as well as Coaching Salespeople into Sales Champions.com. Okay. Conversations about sales, and, you know, I have gained just the utmost respect for salespeople over the past four years, beyond anything I could have ever imagined. They are the most incredible people in the organization, and sometimes they're not treated as such. But I wanted to ask you, you know, as we look and we step out into this world of sales and sales management, you know, what are some of the key factors? What are the things that we should know about how to manage sales? But, you know, equally important is, as a salesperson, what's your job? At the end of the day, you know, when you're looking at hiring a salesperson or, or even for that salesperson, there's, there's really two components of what makes a masterful sales champion. And just like it, there's two ways to generate breakthrough results, Pat, you're either changing what you're doing, but you're also changing how you think. You know, there's that being part of success as well as just the tactical doing end that makes a well-rounded sales champion. And if you're only focused on the tactical end, then you're really just developing half the champion that you could be. So once again, if, if you're a salesperson, there's clearly the, the acumen, the sales acumen. You know, there's the product knowledge we need to know. Then, of course, there's the entire sales process that we need to build out, which still salespeople struggle with developing. I, I see many, many salespeople just telling me, oh, Keith, I don't have a process. You know, every situation is different, kind of shoot from the hip. But when you have that sporadic uh, shooting from the hip approach, then you're really not developing any consistency. You, you know, if you don't change your golf swing every time you go swing a club, you, you do it the same way to develop that consistency so you can yield different results. So I think part of the, the formula for success in sales for salespeople uh, is, is what is your action plan? What is your master plan to be a sales champion? What is your prospecting approach? What is your uh, sales presentation approach? What is your follow-up approach? What's your networking and referral system that you're going to have in place? Because after all, if you can't define it, you can't refine it. So how can, people are saying, oh, I want to do better. I want to improve my game. Well, if you don't know the game you're playing and you don't know the rules you're playing, how can you refine it? We need to have something that's measurable and specific to be able to refine actually what we're doing. And so first we need to define that. The other part is not just the tactical, that's that who-based part. In other words, what is the type of person that succeeds in sales? What are those core characteristics that makes a great salesperson? And we all talk about, well, that natural-born salesperson. Well, to me, there's no such thing as a natural-born salesperson. Everyone, that, that's, it's a skill that needs to be refined and developed. However, there are some people that are predisposed to be natural salespeople, and it's more in who they are and how they come across, not just what they do. And those are things like extroverted, gregarious, you know, positive personality, positive outlook. You know, they're, they're persistent, high integrity, organized, great communicators. So those are not doing things. You don't, you don't do integrity. You are, you are someone who is integrous. You don't do communication or you don't do curiosity. You're naturally someone who is curious. Uh, you don't do positive. You are positive. It's who you are naturally. And from there, 
your actions are a byproduct of your whole belief system. Now, take that model and now apply it to how does it affect the manager. Well, the manager now is the one, if they're looking, like you said, while clients put their livelihood and their career in my hands when we're working together, salespeople put, in many ways, their career in the hands of the manager. I've seen many very talented salespeople fail, not because of effort, will, or ability, but because their manager was the bottleneck in their career ascension, in their success. So what, in essence, is the role that managers play in the success of a salesperson? I'll, I'll share with you a very interesting story. It just happened to me this morning. I was talking to a business owner, and he was telling me how he felt very passionately, very strongly, that he only hires from within. He doesn't want to bring outside people in. He brings people in, and if they could you know, survive that first couple of years and be great at sales, that the next step in, in their career transition is going to be into management. And I asked him, I said, I'm curious, you know, these managers that are, are now managing as a result of being a high-performance salesperson, did they want to manage? Well, he said, I don't really know, Keith. I said, well, what's the definition of management? Well, yeah, I don't know that either. I, and I asked him again, I said, well, how do they know when they're successful at management? He said, Keith, another good question. I don't have an answer to that either. And what we, what we came up with is, is that while so many companies and still this is a small percentage, invest time and money in developing and retaining their salespeople. For some reason, they miss the mark when it comes to developing and retaining their managers. There's less management training and coaching out there than there is sales training and coaching. So what happens is they might have a great salesperson, they promote them into management, and then they fail miserably. Why? Because the same rules apply. It's, it's a discipline. It's a process. And I asked him, I, you know, he's telling me about this manager that has a really big ego. He's really condescending. Uh, he, he's, he's not very supportive of his staff, and he always has his finger pointing at them. And I, and I asked my client, I said, you know, it's interesting. My belief of management is this. The role of a manager is to make your people more valuable. That's your role. That is your guiding light right there. And I asked my client, you think, you think this manager, you think he has this belief? And, of course, the answer is absolutely not, because if, if the manager truly believed that his role is to make his people more valuable, it would show up in how he comes across and how he supports his people. Not, well, they're not doing what I tell them to do. And, you know, they're just lazy. And if they fail, it's their fault. Well, isn't that interesting right there? Because in my experience, avalanches roll downhill. It starts from the top, and it, goes, it works its way down. So... If a manager, salesperson, or sales team fails, there's only one person to look at, and that's the manager. They need to look in the mirror and say, wait a second, what, what role am I playing in all of this? It's very easy as a salesperson to say, well, hey, you want to measure my success? Just look at my numbers. For a manager, they need to internalize the belief of, if you want to look at my success, look at my sales team. Well, and that leads me to the next question because, you know, uh, you know, as a manager, you have to make some tough decisions, Keith. And one of those decisions is to look at, uh, you know, the people that you bring on. So let's talk for a minute. I know we're winding down here, but let's talk for a minute about how long you stick to a salesperson who has potential but's not producing. 
Ah, uh, yes, that old seduction. That's of the potential. top one. It, you know, it, it it was Pat until I wrote my book because I have a very specific model <laughs> that that uh, managers can follow. That in thirty days, get this, thirty days, they will know that they can either turn around or terminate an underperformer. Thirty days, that's it. And what winds up happening is, without this model, what managers do is they sit and they hope, and they pray, and they cross their fingers, and they say to themselves, oh, I just hope this person turns it around. If only they could turn it around. I know they have the potential. I know they can do it. And boy, if they could turn it around, that would make my life so much easier because then I don't have to go out and start interviewing for another person to fill that position. So bottom line, hope is not a turnaround strategy. And what managers is missing is a tactical turnaround strategy. They can execute on a daily and weekly basis. So they know at the end of four weeks whether or not this person is going to cut it. So historically, why, why it fails is this. Managers will be seduced by the potential, and they will hope and pray that the salesperson turns it around. Wow. But- you know, we have covered a ton here, Keith. Let's give out that information about the book and about the website, and we're going to bring you back, uh, especially after that book is out there. But people can pre-order the book. I know that we need a copy right here for the Dr. Pat Show because I am jazzed about the new sales folks we've brought on. So, Keith, again, thank you. Let's give out that information. Sure. Uh, website, ProfitBuilders.com, and they can always email me at info at ProfitBuilders.com, or they can go directly to my new site, which is uh, solely for my new book, Coaching Salespeople into SalesChampions.com. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining